We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for December 8th, 2009. And although I just posted my last study for this week, I've received some information in the last couple of days uh, from different and various sources that um, I just felt more of an urgent need to share with you. Um, we're going to be going over several different other articles that confirm this information that we're going to be hearing right off the bat. This is an interview, a very recent interview, with Steve Quayle and Greg Everson. He's a former state trooper. And um, rather telling interview, we're going to listen to about, oh, I would say, a little over 20 minutes of this. Now, it's a two-hour interview, and I will be including this in a PDF form up on Sermon Audio, uh, sermonaudio.com, DR, as in doctor, Scott Johnson, and you'll be able to click on the PDF. I'm also going to be sending this out to my email list as well. If you'd like to get on my email list, just email me at drjohnson at the letter I, the letter X, dot netcom, N-E-T-C-O-M, dot com. And you can also get that email address up on my website that I just mentioned. And just tell me what list you want to be on, whether it's the Christian um, or health, I would adv highly advise you get on both because there's a lot of overlap and pertinent information that uh, we typically get into there. So I'm going to play, uh, again, a little over 20 minutes of this interview and probably stopping a few times along the way to, to comment. And uh, so without further ado, we'll go ahead and get into this right now. Well, Greg, welcome. And again, the reason that... Um that we have to go into this is because you and I are trying to get the people of God prepared. Now, I want you just to share. And remember, we'll take a break at the bottom of the hour, and then we've got an hour and a half to go for it. So we're going to talk about what the Lord has shown you, your most recent conversations. And I'll interplay, but quite candidly, I want you to go for it until you're ready to hand it back to me because you have been given information apart from me, separate from me and unknown to me or whatever, and it parallels identically to the information of a lieutenant colonel that's no longer with NORTHCOM that he gave concerning the plans for what's coming. So take it away, my brother. Thank you, Steve, and what an, what an honor it is to be with you tonight. Uh, I love you supremely. You're a, a dear brother in the Lord, and thanks for this opportunity. What a beautiful, wonderful, uh, perfectly appropriate way to begin this show. Thank you for that. Uh, Steve, uh, I... I have been laboring for well over a week uh, to try and bring together the most amount of information that was verifiable and, and I felt uh, really struck at the heart of what is coming together uh, as we're on the air tonight and so many are listening tonight, good friends and family. And, and I have to tell you that, that what is out there is, is uh, so far... Uh, absolutely correct. I have spoken with sheriffs, with chiefs of police, with state troopers, with uh, current uh, serving uh, men in the military. Uh, I have spoke, spoken with one federal agent, um, and, and the information succinctly boiled down is this. There is an event coming, Steve, in, in the very near-term future that is going to affect the United States of America to its very soul, that what is being planned as, as you and I are on the air tonight and what has been coming together in, into that old term, the perfect storm, uh, is, is literally a brewing right over our heads. And it, it comes down into two or three parts, but it's uh, basically and succinctly again this. There is an effort being made right now to bring together the armed forces of this nation in preparation for responding to and acting against the interests, as I see them, of our citizens. It is and includes military maneuvers in the United States, military actions that are forthcoming and that will be so deep and so penetrating that the United States will never be the same, in my view. This has been confirmed uh, by a colonel, uh, an active colonel in the United States Air Force, uh, a sheriff uh, known to me very personally, 
uh, among others, state troopers that I know in three neighboring states in the Midwest, uh, three chiefs of police who are personal long-term friends of mine, and others who, and, and a federal agent who uh, I've known for over 20 years. What is going to happen, Steve, is that as the economic situation in this country dovetails right into the into the uh, ditch, and the the country uh, responds uh, by pouring billions and trillions after the billions and trillions that have already been committed, the FDIC uh, is crumbling. Um, the Federal Reserve uh, is facing either uh, saturating the economy with more money and letting inflation do what it's going to do, hyperinflation, and so forth, that when this does become reality in the near-term future, near-term, and I'm speaking probably within the next 45 to 60 days, we will see a response that has been programmed and projected by computers of where the most uh, vociferous and the most... Uh, a uh, heated response will be from Americans who simply said, we can't take any more of this. We've lost all we can lose. I'm going to defend what I have left. And the armed forces are being prompted uh, to respond to this, uh, not just simply in pacification, not going out there and be, being visible, not uh, rolling their convoys through communities and states, but actually taking action against those areas targeted that are already targeted and were set up for targeting by the 2009 uh, census, so-called census, which was nothing more than, than uh, acquiring targets for targeting computers uh, so that individuals, uh, even communities, uh, but certainly areas where the government fears the greatest response from the people uh, when the collapse of what is left of our great republic occurs. And the armed forces, Steve, have been faced with a, with a tremendous challenge, uh, an almost unthinkable uh, mission uh, to plan for, and that is fighting against American citizens. Now, there are many out there who, who might be inclined to say, well, yeah, that's hypothetical, but do you really think it's going to happen? I've even had a couple of folks who I, I really think a lot of and still do, but they just genuinely disagree because they said the once that begins, that the that the casualties will be so uh, enormous, and and even within the the law enforcement and and uh, military community, because the response will be heavy uh, from the American citizens as well, that that this is a formula for unmitigated disaster. And I've said yes, I do believe it's possible. Yes, I do believe it's coming. And yes, the government, it, its last ditch position. Regardless of what happens in Copenhagen, regardless of what happens at the United Nations, regardless of what happens in the bowels of that of that whorehouse in Washington called the Capitol, uh, regardless of what happens anywhere there, Steve, it boils down to this: the the American people have reached saturation. Uh, it's it's been long and it's been difficult. Uh, you uh, at the top of the list, Steve, and uh, others, of course, have been diligent, have been absolutely uh, prophetic and have been absolutely correct in your continuing many multi-year uh, assessment of what's been going on. And, and I can't give you enough uh, credit, if that's the right word, but certainly perseverance uh, and courage for doing what you needed to do, even in the face of personal danger. I am so grateful that you've done that, and to others as well. But what it comes down to now is, and I'm going to take just a break here, but, but it comes down to the American people, are you're hearing the last clarion call, the last opportunity, the last expose, if you will, maybe not in, in terms of all of this, but, but we're, we're, we're confining this tonight to what is out there on the planning boards for this nation. And it's coming as a result of the failure of government to protect its borders, the failure of government to protect the American people from, from gangsters and corrupt politicians that have literally raped this nation from the inside out and the outside in. There's nothing left of this nation, folks, that even resembles what my father fought for in World War II. It has nothing to do with, with the, the nation that, that Steve and I have grown up through in the, in the 1950s and 60s and, and that many of you have seen. Our republic is gone, and it's gone as the result of the actions of people who have conspired to take it from us. 
and because we're sitting in a socialist slash communist uh, nation that, that would rather be politically correct when it comes to, to any issue, you name it, uh, they would rather do that than face the truth. They would rather do that than be honest with the American public. They would rather do that than serve the nation's interests and get this country back on its feet. They would rather sell it out. They would rather take everything they can and then turn the, the, the armed forces of this nation on itself and turn the law enforcement community, law enforcement community inside out, turn it towards the people instead of protecting the people. Steve, this is an outrage that has been unmatched throughout human history, except for a few times where, where a nation with the splendor that God blessed us with has, has seen it disappear, evaporate before our eyes, because the, the Holy Spirit of God has said, all right, if this is what you want, you can have it. You can have abortion by the millions. You can have pornography until you, you just can't get enough of it. You can go ahead and take the, the Islamic extremist into this country and try and excuse their theology for something akin to Christianity. And they're doing it on a daily basis. And as a result of that, you have the armed forces and the law enforcement network of this nation poised, poised, being readied every single moment to react when that flashpoint occurs, wherever it is. I can tell you, Steve, 24 states have said that they will gather with me and others in a, in a last-ditch effort to set up a leadership council that can say, wait just a minute, if this goes this way, what are we going to do? How are we going to react? What is our position going to be? How can we possibly bring this around so that people who have been doing everything possible to protect their families and to protect their homes and to protect themselves have some glimmer of hope that when that moment comes, and I pray to God that these men and women in uniform, whether it's military or in the, in the uh, law enforcement community, will stop. They'll stop dead in their tracks, and they will say, no, I cannot do this. I cannot do this against my own people, people who have been downtrodden by a corrupted, tyrannical government that has no more interest at heart, the, the American interest at heart, than fly to the moon without a rocket. And because of that, I, I'm simply saying to you, Steve, we are at the absolute precipice right now. My colonel said to me, we have plans that if it gets bad enough, we will simply commence yard farming. Now, that's a buzz phrase, I guess, in the military. I, I was not particularly familiar with it. I've heard other things close to that. But meaning, in other words, if we have to, in the worst-case scenario, we will call in targeted airstrikes to neighborhoods, communities, in areas in virtually across some states, that they will call in with Air Force assets to take out whomever they are told to take out. And I tell you, Steve, that is such an insult to me, and it should be to every listener out there, that they would even contemplate that short of an, uh, of, of an atrocious invasion, uh, which may well be part of this, whether it's Chinese on the uh, uh, West Coast and uh, other, other uh, nations, uh, uh, certainly from the South, uh, whatever it is. Uh, if, if in the worst case scenario, I could almost understand that, Steve. If we had been, if we'd been doing our thing uh, as a nation, and, and our republic was, a, we were building a republic instead of tearing it down, and we were suddenly uh, attacked, I could understand internal fighting like that. But to plan, to actually go out and plan, Steve, to take out the American people or segments of the American people simply because what they own guns. They've said, no, I will not continue to pay the taxes that this nation says that I must pay when it's an illegal thing to begin with. No, I'm going to tell you that I'm going to put people in power in places in, in, in power like Anita Dunn, who says that Chairman Mao is her hero, and Mark Lloyd, Obama's new FCC uh, 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 diversity czar, um, and, and Cass Sunstein, this moron they've got in there that thinks muskrats should have attorney's rights. I mean, what in God's name has happened here? I'll tell you what's happened. The worst case possible, Steve, has been forced upon this country. We have, we have allowed, uh, simply because we just didn't fight it hard and long enough, but we didn't throw these bums out, and so they went to the extreme. They said, American people aren't going to do anything about this. They're going to sit there and take it right down to the last inning of this game. Well, I'll tell you, folks, it's ninth inning. 
and they push this on us, they put it on us, that's been part of their game plan, get us to react, get us to stand up, get us to put a line in the sand, and I've got some great Texan friends who are saying, come on, it's just about time. And I'm saying to them, you are right, but we're going to get organized first, because what is coming will be so atrocious that the American people, when they look back on it, will say unparalleled in history what they have done to a free nation, a nation who loved God, a nation who honored Constitution. <laughs> I tell you, I get emotional about this, because they have destroyed it, Steve. They've taken it right out of our hands, and they've said, we're going to do to you, before you can even think about this, we're going to slap the final insult on you and have your own army, your own Air Force, your own law enforcement people stand up against you, arrest you for your beliefs, arrest you because of your positions, arrest you and take you someplace. It's planned. It's there. It's done. It's in the books. And I believe this colonel when he tells me, you have no concept about how bad this is going to get. Well, Greg, take a breath, brother. Yeah. Now, here's what I want to share. The thing that I had never heard of yard farming, instantly when you shared that with me, plow asunder. But immediately, it's Operation Garden Plot, or the United States Civil Disturbance Plan 55-2. Let me read this and give you a chance to get your breath. Now, remember, ladies and gentlemen, what Greg is talking about, and I'll let you him give you the detail of what we're told, is that under this... Annex A, Section B of Operation Garden Plot defines tax protesters, malicious, militia, forgive me, not malicious, but militia groups, religious cults, and by the way, that's uh, Bible-believing, uh, Jesus-loving Christians, and general anti-government dissenters as disruptive elements. This calls for the deadly force to be used against any extremist or dissident perpetrating any and all forms of civil disorder. Under Section D, a presidential executive order will authorize and direct the Secretary of Defense to use the armed forces of the United States to restore order. But here's what you don't get, and this is critical, ladies and gentlemen. And, Greg, I don't know if you know this, but this was originally designed under the U.S. Air Force Command. Operation Garden Plot uh, printing was, uh, the official printing was June 1st, 1984. Now, before I bring Greg back on, I had a lieutenant colonel in my office, I don't know, six months ago, maybe eight months ago, forgive me for not knowing the exact time, who I have known his father for 30 years. This wasn't a shill, this wasn't somebody sent in, but it's a man who came into me because he'd heard me on the radio and he knows who I am, and he said, as a Christian officer in the United States military, I cannot go along with what's being planned. And, Greg, what he told me then, he did not use that word, but he said, here's what he said. Every single news story, every single uh, plan that is being made, everything that goes out on the mainstream media is cleared through NORTHCOM psychological operations. He also told me, Steve, and, Greg, this man had tears in his eyes. He said, Steve, they're planning on using all United States Air Force aerial assets against people. And I think I told people this, and he said, and you don't even warrant a bullet, my friend. You warrant Hellfire missiles. I was physically standing in my front yard, Greg, when the census guy came and, and uh, oh, good night, GPS my position. He was a moron. I watched him. I followed him. He went to the only three gun owners in this whole neighborhood. I live in a cul-de-sac kind of area out at the base of some mountains, and only probably three out of uh, uh, 50 people did he go to their home. So this wasn't GPS censusing. The man then went on to say, Steve, as a member of the U.S. military who's taken his oath to defend the United States Constitution and this country against all enemies, foreign domestic, he said, Steve, they're planning on slaughtering upwards of 50 million people in record time. He then told me, Greg, that everybody who uses a cell phone, everybody who has already been uh, basically keyed a gun owner, keyed a vocal activist, or an outspoken Christian, anti-UN, is in a real-time matrix. And, for instance, when you travel with your cell phone on, you're automatically tracked. When you make a phone call from your home number, you're automatically tracked. When you basically make a credit card purchase, these are people of interest. So my friend said, Steve, you've got to understand that total information awareness is fully in place. And the thing that really broke my heart, as he's, and, and because I was able to share some things, he said, I understand then the level 
Okay, uh, before we go any further, just let me get into a couple things that he mentioned there, some things, proactive things that you can do. The Bible says, The prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Now, we shouldn't walk around in uh, fear of this situation and fear of man, because the Bible says the fear of man bringeth a snare, and that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of sound mind, and these types of things. But there are prudent things that we should do, um, uh, you know, this falls under the classification, like, regarding a husband or somebody that's protecting their family, um, that this is something that we should be preparing for, um, so that that day doesn't take us unawares, lest Satan get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Um, the Bible says, He that provideth not for his own house is worse than an infidel, and hath denied the faith. That's exactly, and I believe this falls under that classification, providing for your own house, particularly as the male over a household. Uh, this is something that the Bible is very clear on. So when he talks about this stuff with uh, the GPSing of the houses, things of this nature, bear this in mind. If they've GPSed your house, <laughs> that location is already been marked, and they know exactly where you're going to be, and they know exactly where to come get you. Uh, in that situation, when things start to get bad, I would avoid that location, and this is if I was you, type of advice. Now, you take everything to the Lord in prayer. You do what the Lord Jesus Christ tells you to do. I'm saying from a practical standpoint, um, and not necessarily a biblical one, because again, if the Lord tells you to do something different, then you do that, okay? But I'm just saying, from, from a, we're just talking practicality here. Okay. Uh, also, if you have OnStar on your vehicle or any of these these GPS devices, they know exactly where you're at in 24/7 essentially. Um, so, an OnStar equipped vehicle, GPS in your vehicle, that's like basically a you know a big arrow pointing to your position. Another thing, if you have a cell phone, it's 100%. They're they're on all of these detective shows even now. They're saying, you know, like, they're, they're, they're convicting these people of murders based on exactly where they made certain cell phone calls because they pretty much know exactly where you're at when you make a cell phone call now by triangulating the signal off the cell phone towers. So this is another way they can track you. Now, if you have, if this stuff starts to go down, what I would advise you to do prior to this is have what they call a throwaway phone, which would be a phone like... Um, the ones you get at the drugstore or one of those things, uh, whether it's a track phone or Verizon has one, you can go and you can um, load these phones with some money on them, and they don't necessarily have to be even connected with your name. They can actually be topped off just through the phone itself. Okay, So there's, it's possible to have phones that although they could triangulate your position from, it may not, it's a phone that's not actually literally associated with you, okay? Now, I'm sure that, that if you did the right things, they would know exactly who you are and where you are, but that's something to think about regarding uh, having a throwaway phone. If this stuff starts to go down, I would get rid of your phone, okay? Because, again, they're going to be able to triangulate your system. If you have your phone on you, the only way they're not going to be able to triangulate your system is if you physically take the battery out of the phone. If the battery's in and it's turned off, they still are, can triangulate you, and they still know exactly where you are. So this is another thing to bear in mind. If you have a what some refer to as a bug-out location, um, and you're receiving mail there under your name, that's not secure whatsoever. That's the cardinal rule of any type of, of um, privacy. I mean, even if you were just doing it for privacy purposes, you never, ever receive mail where at your residence, where you actually live. Um, so the least amount of things that would connect you to a particular bug out location, the better. Okay, these are just some things to bear in mind. Again, you do what the Lord Jesus Christ tells you to do. I'm just telling you some other things that you can do. Other things that you can do. Um, www.idstronghold.com These are little sleeves you can buy. They're not very expensive. You can put your passport in them your credit cards, um, and your driver's licenses. I have heard, and I, again, I can't really verify it, 
that they're actually able to remotely now, um, and I know with like a passport they can because of the RFID chip and all the new passports, but they can actually remotely read these things. I've even heard they can do it off some driver's licenses, um, and this would be a way of shielding either the RFID or the magnetic strip on the credit cards. If nothing else, to have it for identity theft, because people, this is one of the ways they scam people nowadays, is, is um, they can actually, uh, through RFID readers, they can, um, certain people are using that as a scamming technique where they can gain information about you, particularly um, off a passport. So they've got a sleeve for a passport and they've got sleeves for credit cards. You could fit about three credit cards per sleeve. They say just to do one, but it, it's just a ploy to make more money. Um, you can fit about three in there. It just These are just some practical things to think about. J.J. Luna wrote a book um, called, uh, it was called How to Be Invisible, J.J. Luna. And it's a good general overall book on privacy. And in today's day and age, with as invasive as Big Brother is getting, uh, you know, I see nothing wrong, and there's nothing illegal in the book whatsoever anyway, but... I see, just see nothing wrong with you, uh, uh, an American or any, regardless of where you might live, you know, valuing your privacy and taking certain measures and steps in order to guard your privacy. Um, so that book is more of an in-depth look at that particular subject. He gets into a lot of different areas on that, much further in-depth than what I just wanted. I just gave you some general overall guidelines that you might want to think about, um, and uh, let's go ahead and we'll just finish out this, this little clip here. Of uh, weaponry that you've been uh, appraised at a very high level. In other words, from the people that I've been in contact with, he says, Steve, they're going to use all forms of secret weaponry against people. It doesn't matter if it's uh, lasers that will blind people just the minute the bomb goes off, the laser bombs. He said electromagnetic pulses. He said directed energy weapons. He went into stuff. He said stuff that people don't even believe exists. He said, Steve, they're planning on doing this in a relatively short period of time. Now, Greg, I'd like uh, you to tell people what your Air Force guy tells you six or eight months later than the guy who was physically in my office, who I've known his father. And, you know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the reason Romy prayed was so that those of you who call yourselves Christians will quit battling your brothers and quit attacking the messengers and shame on you and the Lord deal with you in a very severe way and listen to what we're saying. Greg stands his ground. I stand my ground. But we love Jesus, and we are concerned that when I'm told 50 million people are going to be physically destroyed using the complete military assets available to them, I got news for you. You'd better take this to heart. You'd better take it to prayer, because this isn't grandstanding. And as I've said, Greg, you and I care more for people's lives, even those who belittle us, mock us, uh, denigrate us, and everything, than they do. Because if they really realize that we're trying to give them up-to-the-minute stuff, the Bible says in the mouth that two or three witnesses love every word to be established, since I've been on talk radio 9,000 broadcast hours ago, I've always told people, take it to the Lord in prayer. I still am getting emails as I'm on the air with you right now, Greg. I don't believe it. Fine, don't believe it. Now, Greg, if you would, take us to uh, what this gentleman told you in the way of weapons are going to be used. Steve, I should. Uh, I want to add simply that uh, roughly a year ago, maybe, maybe not quite that long, uh, but in a discussion I had with a, an, another um, Air Force officer, he said, Greg, you, you don't get the point here. Uh, they're not coming to your front door. They don't care how many guns you've got. Uh, they don't care how much ammunition you've got. They don't care about your stored items, if, if you have any, whatever it is. They don't care. They're simply going to have a standoff aerial platform, and they're going to shoot a, a, a hellfire right through your front door. Now, you mentioned hellfire earlier, and, and I, so that immediately triggered that discussion. Uh, he, he said that's what this has all been about. It, it, nothing else. I think that's clear to the people out there that are getting this, that that, that that is exactly what's happened. Now, some areas of this nation, they're going to try and, and uh, placate and uh, pacify, if you will. They're going to go in with relatively smiley face and say, look, uh, uh, we, we've been ordered in here. We have to do these certain, certain things. Among them is to disarm you so that uh, weapons do not fall into the hands of terrorists or others 
who would cause uh, destruction and difficulty for you in this community. So they have those areas targeted, basically the liberal areas of the country that, that they don't they don't classify as, as a threat anyway because these people are already sold out to the ideas of, of, of the current administration and, and the socialist agenda and the, the, the banking corruption. It, it's all, they, they, these people have all said, hey, it's not a problem, we'll deal with it. And, and so those areas can be pacified. But the other areas, it's like, it's like an onion, if you will. Hey, Greg. Okay, so we got Steve and Greg's take on what could be coming. Uh, I, I would imagine that the 50 million that they're talking about are the ones that were uh, on the what they would call the red and the blue list. These are lists that have been bantered about for well over a decade regarding these secret lists the government has. And with all of this talk that there's all of these thousands of people added every month to uh, these terrorist watch lists, uh, it's really no wonder that that would be the case. Um, so... These are some things to definitely uh, think about, Greg Everson. And what I do is, is on the uh, email I'm sending out and on the PDF that you'll be able to log into, he has two sets of DVDs uh, that I guess he just had come out with regarding you know what's coming. It's called the Castle Defense. And I give the link to his website. He's got some really good uh, commentaries He's written on there, and you'll see the Castle Defense that's on the left side, his DVDs, and it's it's quite extensive as far as, I think if you order both sets, you're going to have like nine hours of um, detailed uh, things that you need to be doing as far as preparing for what's coming from a practical standpoint. And I, I don't know how much he gets into the spiritual end. I know he's a born-again, Bible-believing Christian, and... Uh, uh, he's going to give you, because I get that request quite a bit, you know, what do I do, How, you know, this and that. I'm also going to, at the bottom of this PDF, I'm going to post my separate PDF, I'm going to combine it with these news articles regarding proactive recommendations. Some of it I talk about the mild silver protein, but at the very bottom there's also other survival manuals, uh, Dare to Prepare by Standale and these types of things that are also uh, good if you're wanting some more information on that. It's kind of like You'll have everything in one place. So the next um, article here is just, I'm, I'm just going to read you the first paragraph here. Um, this is from Watchman 33, and I give you the link to the full article. But he says, is the perfect storm for Americans just over the horizon? All major storms take most people by surprise, as they are not expecting things to get nearly as bad as they sometimes do. Are you making preparations for a temporary and or minor disruption of food, water, electrical services, as well as a disruption disruption of banking, government, and medical services? Homeland Security states that we Americans should have two weeks of food and water and any necessary medical supplies in order to get by in any future emergency that might arise. He goes on to say, that's like telling a drowning man to hold his breath while you drive 30 miles to town for help because he can't, because you can't swim. Rest assured that the drowning man will not survive. If you follow Homeland Security's advice, neither will you. Okay, well, that's, let's preface that with, that's totally apart from the Lord Jesus Christ's intervention, okay? Because I don't care how bad the situation you're in. No matter what is going on, the Lord Jesus Christ is perfectly capable of arranging your protection. But you also have to have the faith to believe that. And faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So, to build your faith, hear the word of God, listen to it, meditate on it, and these types of things. Uh, going back to this, it says, It's amazing to me that people will often not believe things that are facts and documented by those in the know, just because they refuse to accept that anything unpleasant might in fact be reality. That is why you oftentimes see and hear labels such as false prophets, fear mongers, conspiracy theorists, hate mongers, and the like being pinned on the bearers of unpleasant news. Often the naysayers are personally convicted in their own soul because they have done nothing to prepare for as what is predicted to come, either physically or spiritually, and therefore are in the position of the five foolish virgins. It's a good point he brings up. As a watchman, it is my duty to issue the warnings of the things that I see and hear. And again, I concur with him on this because that's all I claim to be as a watchman. That's it. Okay, so um, I concur there. Then it goes on to say, Today's article is certainly no different, as you are not accountable to me nor I to you. 
but to the Lord only. If you are a born-again Bible believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, then take everything to the Lord in prayer as to what you should do. Now, that's the third time we've heard it. You heard it once from me, heard it once from Steve Quayle, and now you're hearing it from him. So, we're not telling you, go out and panic and be in fear and do this or do that, but the hour is extremely late at this point. I don't know how much time... They, they had talked about, the time frames they were talking about were uh, mid to late January. Uh, now, again, I, I don't know. He's saying a one to three month time frame here. And uh, I think it also is dependent on, on, on how desperate Obama, the Obama administration, might get because of his dropping approval rate. Because that does factor into things. Ultimately, it's the Lord Jesus Christ who's on the throne of God, that, that essentially will, you know, nothing's going to take him by surprise. Okay, And I believe Satan has to get permission from him in order to implement these draconian plans. So he's still the one in control, and we need to be going to him um, regarding this matter. So let's go on here. Um, every, take everything to the Lord in prayer as to what you should do with any of the information you receive from this blog and elsewhere. Always consider the source or the sources of the information. But realize that you and your family may not survive if you happen to be on the wrong side of certain issues. Today's article addresses such a warning that has been given by two individuals that I accept um, as not only being credible, but are making every attempt to warn all who listen to the things that are now happening and that are being planned for the immediate future, one to three months, based on highly credible sources. So that's a really a third witness. I mean, Greg had talked to several people, Greg Everson, Steve's talked to several people. And then this man has talked to at least two. So we've got three different Christians who have talked to several other people that are all confirming and saying the same thing. And the bottom line is, if you look at all of this situation in totality for like the last, even if you look at from the last 15 years, this has to happen at some point. There's, and what they were talking about was the economic thing being what triggered a lot of this. Uh, whether that's exactly how it's going to play out, I don't know. I think that's definitely going to be a large component of it. Whether it's the initial linchpin, I don't know. Whether that could be a, uh, whether they actually release one of the highly virulent forms of the swine flu, that might be um, a factor, as we've reported on for years on that. Uh, whether it's going to be an absolute total economic meltdown that will permeate out into the world, that seems to be one of the most likely. There, one of the common themes I'm seeing here also is because of this economic meltdown, some type of civil war erupting in America, and that, that giving the military the excuse to go in and do what they're going to be commissioned to do. Another thing that we're going to talk about, that they talked about also in this thing, uh, in this interview that we just heard later, because we only heard up to 30 minutes. There, there's another hour and a half after that. And I, you know, I highly recommend you listen to it. I did. Um, is a false flag event, some type of terrorist attack on America, and we're going to give you. Remember, he said that nothing that comes out in mainstream news on the high-ranking military official he talked to, everything that comes out, I'm sorry, on mainstream news is all approved by Northcom. So, in other words, it always has an agenda, some type of mind manipulation, military agenda. Uh, all moving us in this one particular direction. So, uh, let's see here. Here's here's one of the first articles. Now, I'm giving you I'm giving you the link to the full article. I'm just going to read the paragraphs. I'm I'm trying to keep this study somewhat short. I'll see if I can limit it to one part, and um, so that way we're we can just have all this in one particular audio. Uh, this one is entitled "Terrorists Inside U.S. Planning to Strike." says DHS, Department of Homeland Security, are you prepared? Home-based terrorists, now this just came out, all of this information is very, very timely and recent. Home-based terrorists are currently inside the United States and are looking to strike targets here and abroad. The Secretary of Homeland Security, Janet Napolitano, which we just talked about in the last teaching, I mean, these are, these are just devils, these people, okay? But what are they telegraphing to us? What, the Illuminati always telegraphs these types of things to... Uh, the public prior to some cataclysmic event. And I had a whole section of that in my Avion Flu presentation that you can access on YouTube. Just key in Avion and Dr. Scott Johnson, you'll find me. And you can watch the whole 16-part thing up there uh, for free. So this uh, Napoleano said that home-based terrorism is here. 
And like violent extremism abroad, it is now part of the threat picture that we must confront. End of quote. Nepal... Nepal... Napolitano told the American-Israel Friendship League in New York City, according to the Department of Homeland Security's press release, uh, Spencer S. Hu of the Washington Post called Napolitano's statements last night her bluntest assessments yet of terror threats within the country. A night after President Obama announced he will send an additional 30,000 U.S. service members to Afghanistan to fight Taliban militants, and al-Qaeda terrorists in an effort to stabilize the war-torn country. Uh, Napolitano listed two recent cases to support the statement that jihadist radicalization has gained traction inside the United States. Now, again, this is what they're coming out and saying. This is what they're warning about, and this could be the linchpin for this to happen. And it wouldn't take a lot, that the, the, as far as the economic meltdown, it's pretty much in full swing. It wouldn't take a lot to give that a, a final push off the edge of the cliff, and this may be the very thing. Because something like this, you have to realize, they're going to put the whole country in lockdown. You know, there's going to be no planes flying, no, no I mean, who knows how much of a lockdown it may end up being. And um, with Obama's approval ratings tanking, there's more likelihood that that may happen. This next article is Subway Airflow Test to Prepare for Possible Terror Attacks. A team of researchers convened by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security began a series of tests tonight at 20 MBTA stations to determine how airborne contaminants would spread through a terrorist attack in a Boston subway. We hope to gain information from airflow tests that tell us what type of protective measures to take and where to place that. Uh, that was from the Chemical Biological Division of U.S. Homeland Security, Teresa Lustig. Unfortunately, we know terrorists have targeted these types of systems in the past. Threats of a chemical attack have been made against New York subway systems since 9, September 11, 2001. Uh, 1995 sarin gas attack on Tokyo subway system by a domestic terrorist killed 12 people and injured others. Uh, we know by their very nature that subway systems are vulnerable to terrorist attack. So, again, that's one other thing they're posturing toward these terrorist attacks. And here's another one. Iran, building, Iran is building an extensive terror network near the U.S., Argentinian prosecutor who ferreted out the Iranian links to Argentina's largest terror network attack, terror, largest terror attack, warned Wednesday of Tehran's growing terror network in Latin America. Their Iranians are moving fast, assessed Alberto Nisman, who has secured Interpol backing for the arrest of several Iranians, including former President Hashimi Rafsanjani for ordering the July 1994 bombings of the AMI Jewish community offices in Buenos Aires. We see a much greater penetration than we did in 1994. Um, they're saying there's a growing terrorist presence in Venezuela, Bolivia, Ecuador, Nicaragua, using techniques honed in Argentina before the country took measures to counter Tehran following an AMI, AMIA bombing. I'm sorry, it's 3.25 in the morning as I'm doing the study. I just felt like I needed to get this done and... Uh, I'm going to be, I've got to get my continuing education credits this week of, uh, for, um, I have to get 40 hours every, every two years in, uh, Florida. And, uh, so I'm going to be gone pretty much the rest of this week. I probably will not be doing a current event study on Sunday unless something cataclysmic goes up because I'm going to be in class for 20 hours, put it that way, in a three-day period. So I'm going to have my hands full there. So I wanted to get this up tonight. I'll probably be posting a study I did on the Freemasons. I've got it waiting. It's kind of locked and loaded, and I'll, I'll be putting that up um, uh, soon as well. And uh, Oh, and again, I want to thank anyone, anyone who sent donations in. We thank you for, for those and uh, for all your prayers and kind words and things of this nature. Um, although the donations of really down because and I understand because it's the economy is so terrible um, it's it's something that I, I just want to always take the time to thank people for regarding that um, it, because a lot of times I just can't do it if, if somebody writes me and they don't have a return address or things of this nature um, I just can't even thank them so God bless you and um, let's go further here um, let's see Okay, so anyway, they, they, they're building this, this, this network 
Um, they go on to say he described sham operations involving taxi drivers who conducted surveillance without arising suspicion, fake medical school students who could stand the country for many years without it raising eyebrows, and business fronts that helped to funnel cash to operatives. I mean, these Muslims are super sneaky the way they do things, and they come here. Uh, I know they come to America. I've seen too many documentaries on it with the sole purpose of just doing as much infiltration as they possibly can. I'm not saying every one, but you know, a lot of them are have all kind of connections to to uh, to these types of organizations, and um, they act as liaisons and information gathering points and safe houses and things of this nature. So. Next article is Homeland Security admits unprepared to detect nuke or biological weapons smuggled into U.S. by cargo. Department of Homeland Security is likely to miss a 2012 deadline to screen all cargo entering the United States by ship unless Congress devotes enormous news, enormous news resources to the assignment. Okay, so this is a lie. I've seen many different reports in documentaries saying that there's really no way you can hide a nuclear device. I mean, maybe if it was far enough underground, but they give off an energy signature that can be detected by satellites in the sky. So this is a total lie. Um, <laughs> just an absolute total outward lie. Homeland Security Secretary Janet Napolitano, she's, it's like in every story she's in, told Senators Wednesday, uh, concerns were raised after September 11, 2001 attacks that a nuclear device or other weapon of mass destruction could be smuggled into the country by sea. In response, Congress ordered that all cargo be screened before being placed on U.S.-bound ships. But Napolitano told the Senate Commerce Committee that the DHS, Department of Homeland Security, is compelled to seek time extensions authorized by law with respect to the scanning provision. The law permits extensions of two-year increments beyond the July 2012 deadline. Uh, the secretary cited a lack of new technology. That's a lie from the pit of hell, again. They, they've got technology, as they said in that interview with Greg Everson, that we that would absolutely blow our minds if we, uh, if, if we could even comprehend it. They've got technology so advanced. So this is just one of the... Just like they've got... We don't have to have engines that run off gasoline. They're suppressing the free energy devices. I found a whole bunch more... Uh, on free energy this weekend. The problem is, is there's no company that ever puts anything out. Or if they do, it's outrageously expensive. But I had told you before that I really believe the Lord had showed me a design for this free energy. And I saw essentially the identical design that God showed me. And I'm not saying I had some out-of-body experience. I'm saying I was falling asleep one night and this thing popped into my head and it was so clear and so simple and I saw it on the internet. Somebody built one of these, except it's a lot better and more refined than what popped into my head. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's valid. It's, it's a valid um, technology and it's, it's not really rocket science. It's very simple um, in reality. Okay, and so if you want to research that more, just go up to YouTube and key in Perindev, P-E-R-E-N-D-E-V, P-E-R-E-N-D-E-V, uh, Magnetic Motors. Okay, they've got several videos up there. It just shows you the concept, and the concept's valid. I mean, it's, it's once you see how it works, they have these angles that offset angles, and they're basically repelling one another. And I had somebody email me the other day saying that if they, if you only have repulsion, it will demagnetize the magnets over time. That may be true, but you could add in some magnets that are actually attracting into the mix without actually bringing the whole thing to a screeching halt. You, you could have that in there just to kind of maybe refresh the other magnets, if there's validity in what they told me. Uh, there's ways around it, in other words. And it's a very simple concept that totally being suppressed. That's just one of the many things that are that are out there that are being suppressed. And we've gone into this in a lot of the other studies, so I don't want to go down that road any further than we already have. But um, anyway, she said she cited a lack of new technology to adequately screen containers as well as enormous expense. She did not say when she expected to seek the additional time, uh, but stressed the efforts to screen cargo will continue. So that's one of the many lies they're telling. The last article here is world leaders gathering in Copenhagen will ignore the climate gate f fervor 
as they meet to fashion a one-world government using climate change, global warming as the excuse. Now, I was just driving down the road today, and I had on uh, Sean Hannity, and not to say that I endorse Sean Hannity. When Bush was in office, I couldn't even stand to listen to him because he was licking his boots so much. Uh, it was pathetic. And not, you know, it was the same thing with Oberman. Oberman, I actually, when Bush was in office, I agreed with him what he was saying about Bush. But now, he's a total Obama shill. Now, I can actually stand to listen to Sean Hannity or any of these other conservative guys because I'm actually in agreement, for the most part, with what they're saying about um, Obama. The problem is, is they're not telling you the big picture, which is the Hegelian dialectic, Republican-Democrat, plotted against one another, all the while advancing their agenda all the way. Uh, but what he was saying was um, a, a lot of different truth today, and they were explicitly... I heard three different conservative talk radio shows today, and they were all talking about this climate gate, how it has blown the lid off this thing, and what does that then therefore do? It, that blows the lid off Copenhagen. But what they're doing is, what the big boys are doing is they're ignoring everything. And they're saying it has no validity, and we don't care what you come up with because we're above the law, and you're stupid, and we're smart, and you're the sheeple people, and we know what's best, and we're going to do what we want. And Obama's popularity is tanking so much right now that um, they've got to do something quick before this builds any more momentum. So, again, I, I feel like they're pretty desperate in... You know, desperate times call for desperate measures. That's there's that saying. Well, I'm afraid that they're go, they're fixing to use desperate measures, which would entail what we just talked about, with these various different ways they could um, trigger this to happen. Uh, so it says the script may have been written so as to allow the Nobel Peace Prize winner, President Obama, the opportunity to steal the spotlight by saving the Copenhagen talks, so a world government may be established. This is from Fox News entitled Obama Ignores Climate Gate in Revising Copenhagen Plans. The scandal has prompted calls for Obama from global warming skeptics to skip this month's climate summit in Copenhagen. Instead, the White House is doubling down on its commitment. Now, I just gave you all those quotes from that Representative Isa in the last teaching where he was saying it was unconscionable that they're not looking at this further and that they're not... But again, Obama is... I, evidently, he's so far above the law, or he fancies himself that way, that it really doesn't matter. And again, I know, understand, he's a puppet on a string. And there's a lot of people behind him and below him, and they're orchestrating this. Uh, but he, he is incredibly arrogant. So, going further, it says, This response is so typical of the Illuminati. Rather than acknowledging the scientific impossibility of the climate change slash global warming theory, their leaders simply redouble their commitment to use this deliberately created crisis to forge a new global government, this time with legal teeth, to enforce the new regulations which are going to be produced at the summit. And um, instead, the Illuminati seems to revel in this type of scandal. They seem to enjoy demonstrating that they have the power to force their agenda upon us, no matter what the facts are, no matter what public opinion states. We posted an article several years ago noting that the Illuminati does love to tell us in advance what they're about to do. Again, the whole telegraphing of the punches. Uh, enjoying the fact that we are powerless to stop them. Now, this is a tenet of the Kabbalah, people that practice Kabbalistic magic, okay, the highest level form of Jewish mysticism. Okay, This is part of that. That's part of their religion. They have to warn their victims prior to these cataclysmic events because they enjoy the fact that we're powerless to stop them. But then they can at least say, hey, you were warned. And uh, then it says, please take a moment to read this most informative article. And I, I give you the link here. It's called Startling Revelation. Now we know why the Illuminati telegraphs their punches. Now, uh, let us return to the story. The scandal being referred to as the climate gate has rallied global warming skeptics who say the threat is exaggerated, let alone caused by humans. In some of the emails stolen by ha hackers and posted online, scientists at Britain, Britain's University of East Anglica's Climactic Research Unit appear to discuss hiding or deleting data that may contradict global warming claims. Others discuss ways of keeping competing research out of the peer-reviewed journals. You know, they're just a bunch of cockroaches. 
is what we're talking about here. Worms, cockroaches, cowards. I mean, you know, what more can you say? Former Republican vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin is the most prominent figure to call on Obama to boycott the conference in Copenhagen in the wake of these emails releases. I was just really happy that it wasn't just Alex Jones on there screaming about climate gate. Of course, you know, with Alex Jones, um, he was probably the most prominent one, or as far as that gets the most media attention, screaming about it. I was really surprised today to hear Hannity and that Mark Levin guy and some other guy didn't know, and now Sarah Palin here. I understand. They're, they're, they're part of the establishment. And, again, we could go down that rabbit trail, but I'm not going to. But I was just so, um, I was happy, it was encouraging to hear that, because at least they were exposing this and harping on it and, and, and educating the American public, because uh, evidently this has to come back for, like, I think a two-thirds majority Senate confirmation. And if there's enough fervor in protesting from the public, hopefully... Lord willing, and with the Lord intervening, this can be stayed, because if this isn't, oh man, you, we have not seen Big Brother like this ever. This is going to be the quintessential essence of George, George Orwell's 1984 and Big Brother all rolled up into one, this uh, Copenhagen Treaty. So let's go further. It says, um, but now we see that far from boycotting the International Climate Change Conference, President Obama is doubly determined to reach the kind of global government agreement for which the international leaders have yearned since 1917. And they have a whole news article that explains why that date is significant. Yes, it's true. The climate change... Now, with Cutting Edge, uh, in order to access these other articles, there's a subscription fee. I think it's like 25 a year, but it's well worth it. I mean, it's, it's a good service, and, I, and uh, I've used it extensively over the years. So it goes on to say, yes, it's true, the Climate Change Global Warming Agreement, which is due to be signed and which is reported to bring a world government into existence, has been planned since 1917. But there may be more to the story. President Obama changed his plan so that he would not appear at the summit until the very end. Like, f being fashionably late, you know? You ever heard that term? Well, I guess evidently that's what he's planning. What does the script call for a delay of the arrival of the Nobel uh, the arrival of the Nobel Peace Prize winning president. Uh, hopefully he'll come in on like a, a white horse, dressed in, in a suit of armor, you know, uh, with a feather. I, I don't know. These, hopefully, hopefully it'll be really, really grandiose. Anyway, it, this next article, um, which part of this is entitled Obama to Join Climate Summit on its Final Day. A late change of plan in the White House attributed on Friday to a growing momentum toward a new global accord. That's from Reuters. That's a demonically controlled news outlet. Uh, it says U.S. President Barack Obama will attend the end of the Copenhagen Climate Change Summit. A late change of the plan. The White House attributed on Friday to a growing momentum toward a new global accord. Let us stop right here to decipher what we've been told. President Obama will not attend the summit at the beginning but will attend it at the end, a move attributed to the growing momentum toward a new global accord. In other words, President is signaling that we need to not attend at the beginning because enough agreement has already been reached by key nations in the world that his clout and prestige will, be, uh, will not be needed to hammer out the details. His late arrival could be seen as accomplishing several goals. He could use his prestige as Nobel Prize winner to solve the last obstacles which are seen as threatening to the final agreement, his late arrival to sign an agreement already reached would confer great authority on the summit's accord. Three, when the Nobel Peace Prize winner tells us the crisis is real, skeptics will be silenced and who believe otherwise in climate gate could be forgotten in the avalanche of stories created by the mass media throughout the world. Four, his planned late arrival means that an agreement has already been reached. Since the standard tenet of diplomacy is that the important leader is never embarrassed by failure to achieve an agreement. He would not go to a meeting unless a firm agreement had already been reached. It is a good thing that global leaders can simply ignore contrary evidence to global warming and act independently of public opinion because most of the public disbelieve climate change hysteria. Uh, this is a, from the Telegraph in the UK. It says it's entitled, Only One in Two Voters Accepts Man-Made Climate Change. 
Uh, ICM for the Sunday Telegraph will dismay proponents of man-made climate change, including leading scientists and the majority of world governments, as they gather in Copenhagen for the landmark climate study, study summit. I'm sorry. Asked if they back the main conclusion of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change that humans are largely responsible for. Uh, modern day rises in temperature, 52% drop of voters uh, agree. However, 39 said climate change had not yet been proven to be man-made, while 7% simply denied the phenomenon. Now, I really believe these percentages are going to be growing uh, with climate gate just breaking and all of the anti-Al Gore stuff that's out there. It's such a joke what they're what they're trying to propose. This Lord Moncton guy, he's going like gangbusters trying to expose this Alex Jones is. There's a lot of people out there that are really going after this because obviously it's not a peripheral issue anymore. It's something that's that's uh, could be the excuse to essentially globally enslave the planet. Uh, it would really be the linchpin for that as far as I can see. Uh, a clear majority, 58%, said that global warming was merely one of a number of serious problems. Uh, 17% believe it had been exaggerated and not a very serious problem. Uh, this belief could pose a serious problem for global leaders intent upon forging a global government out of the crisis. Time is clearly of the essence here. If the final agreement is delayed, that will give proponents the time to seize the initiative provided them by ClimateGate revelations. Opponents could conceivably use these hacked emails as proof that the entire climate change theory is bogus, thus derailing any future agreement. On the other hand, if leaders can act now, when the opponents claim will get little to no press coverage and most likely will simply forget that the hacked emails prove the lie to global warming. Therefore, if world leaders do not, not act now, they might never be able to forge a global government based upon this issue. Again, as this climate gate momentum builds, they're thinking, wow, we've got to really act quickly on this because we're not going to be able to force this on people most likely much longer with the momentum of all the things that I just mentioned. So that's, that's the whole report for today. We got it done in you know, a little over an hour. And um, hopefully that will give you some serious food for thought. Uh, we're in a, uh, you know, kind of a preparatory period right now. And um, I would just say get your affairs in order. And um, you know, I did, like, I did the, the, the study on Psalm 64 on imprecatory prayers for a lot of the reasons that we talk about today. And... Um, if you haven't heard that, you might want to listen to that. Uh, it's called Psalm 64. Just key in. All you got to do is key in the number 64 in the keyword search box on sermonaudio.com forward slash dr. 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 Scott Johnson, and uh, you'll find it. And it's called Imprecatory Prayers: A Christian's Door of Hope. It's not the only way we pray, but the but imprecatory prayers are in the Bible for certain reasons. I just believe you have to pray them with the right heart and. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just read Psalm 64 as we close this out. Psalm 64 says, Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil matter. They commune of land of snares privily. They say, Who shall see them? They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search. Both the inward thought of every one of them and, and the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded, so they shall make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away, and all men shall fear, and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord, and shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. So when God judges wickedness, and God knows the beginning from the end. He knows who's going to be saved and who's not going to be saved. He knows... Who are the vessels of wrath fitted for God's destruction? Who are they're, they're preordained for God's destruction. They're like the tares in the Bible, the wheat and the tares. There's nothing a tear, there's nothing a wheat can do to become not a weed. Okay, They're tares, and they're appointed and they're fitted. The Bible says the wicked go astray from the womb, that they speak lies as soon as they be born. So, again, God knows all this. He has foreknowledge of this. And when God judges the wicked, there's some things that happen here. Um, all that see them shall flee away. 
the fear this this implies fear of God. Even even with the wicked, they'll flee away. They'll think about things. They'll in, in other words. And then it says, All men shall fear, thou shall fear God, and they shall declare the work of God, meaning God will be glorified. And for they shall wisely consider of his doing. Guarantee a whole bunch of people get saved when God judges wickedness. When God judges wickedness, just like he did in, when Ananias and Sapphira were judged in Acts, it what was the result of that? The result was many were added to the fold of Christianity. Many people got saved. Great fear fell on the camp. Uh, that was all positive. So, God's judgment is one of the greatest things that can happen in this day and time. Now, granted, you don't want God's judgment falling on you. The Bible says if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. In other words, we should go through life day by day judging ourselves. What happens when you stop judging yourself? When you stop, when you stop judging and looking at yourself and confessing your sins and thinking that you've got, you're a pretty good guy and I don't have any sin in my life and this and that, well, that's when God will start to most likely chasten you. The Bible says, Whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth. And if you be without chastisement, then you're bastards. A bastard is an illegitimate son. So if you can go through life and say you're a born-again Christian, live like the devil, and have no conscience of sin, having your conscience seared with a hot iron, like the Bible talks about in 1 Timothy 4.1, then most likely you're not a Christian. okay? Because God will spank you because you're his kid. If you're not his kid, most likely... If you're getting away with stuff and nothing's happening, well, you need to reevaluate your level of if you're saved at all. So um, there's some things that, you know, that happen. And then the last thing in verse 10 it says, The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. They'll glorify God. Many people will get saved. His name will be glorified. Great fear will fall upon people. That will lead more people to the Lord. Um, and many shall trust in him. That, that also implies that more... Uh, when this happens, people's faith increases in the Lord because they see his hand move. So it's all good, all good, but it's just very rarely ever talked about um, by most preachers. And, and, you know, it's just not a commonly discussed thing. So anyway, I wanted just to go over that. Uh, may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you. I, pray for, I try to pray for my listeners every day and pray that he keep you and guard you and guide you and show you exactly what you need to be doing. Um, if there's any of you out there that are not saved, please key into my salvation message. You can just key in salvation or part of the word in the keyword search box on my homepage. I can't tell you how many people have been emailing me, telling me they've gotten saved by, you know, and again, I'm not going to take any credit for any of this. The Bible says to um, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. So in all of our ways, we shouldn't be going around trying to take glory because the Bible says that God will share his glory with no man. So I'm not trying to bring glory on myself, but for one reason or another, the Lord's used um, these teachings, praise the Lord Jesus Christ, and there's been a lot of people that, are, that have gotten saved, and it seems to be exponentially increasing um, with the emails that I'm I'm getting regarding this. So if you do email me, just please try to keep it as, as brief as you can. I just can't email. I, I'm, I'm working so much trying to just answer uh, the emails that I have coming in, uh, much less trying to do the studies and do all the research and everything that goes along with this. I'm trying to do uh, everything I do is I'm doing myself as far as the immediate ministry. I do have people greatly helping me that are uh, putting the, the uh, teachings up on YouTube and the contendingfortruth.com website, and, and then the forum that we have uh, for our listeners. Uh, all of these things you can access in the headers for the newsletters that I put out, or even in the PDFs. You'll see all of the different various and sundry links that you can go to. Um, so anyway, may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you. We're going to sign off for tonight at 3.51 a.m. God bless you.